Hello, this is Dylan. You're listening to Pixels to Billions. It's not going to be about NFTs, don't worry. We are going to be talking about gaming cosmetics and how they are kind of adapting to the times, how companies are approaching them differently, and just cosmetics in general, right? It, it's a very interesting topic that I think a lot of people are quick to brush off. It, it's very easy to just say, you know, they're pixels, but these are billion-dollar industries that, that people often don't recognize how much is going into them. And so I'm going to specifically be talking about FPS games this episode. Video games in general, there are, there are so many genres and each of these genres has their own way of, of selling cosmetics. It, it's such a big revenue stream that it's kind of stupid for developers not to introduce cosmetics to their games, but specifically FPS games. And they have their own nuances and like difficulties with this. Um, but some more like general topics that go across all games um, are like premium currency and similar things where the currency used to buy skins kind of transcends the skin and the game itself. A lot of games introduce these premium currencies uh, for a variety of reasons, right? It helps to have the user not see dollar signs when they are purchasing skins, right? So games like Valorant, for example, which we will be talking about, don't allow you to purchase skins with dollars. You don't put your card in and say, hey, I want to spend $5. You put your card in and you buy 500 Valorant points, right? And that's a hundred to $1. It's no different than the dollar, but mentally it's easier to get people to buy with these fake currencies. And this is something that many, many games use and we'll be talking more about that and then we're also going to be talking about float that is a term specific to csgo and it is a way of describing the wear of a skin and so we'll we'll dive more into that but i, I just want to introduce that topic and that idea to you before we jump into it because it can be very very difficult to understand especially for people who are not familiar with the game or are trying to jump into the game late people are throwing around all these terms of like float this is the wear of my skin and it it can be very complicated simple games like like valorant where you just buy the skin in it and you get what you get they don't have that kind of nuance to them that the float system ncs has right so we're going to start with valorant because i do think valorant is easier to understand from a, a skin perspective they have a, a very neutral approach to their shop and, and i'll describe that a little better but they have a system where you have a, a bundle that rotates about every three weeks i'd say give or take and this bundle is just a new set of skins right it's a new collection as far as i know they haven't recycled any bundles it, it's always a new bundle right so if you open your shop and there is a new one in there those are brand new skins that have just been put in the game and so these bundles offer weapon skins sometimes player cards charms knives to the player and they act as almost a fomo approach a fear of missing out because if you buy these bundles while they're in your shop for that three week period it is actually discounted than if you were to buy all those skins separately and we'll discuss how you can do that in a little bit but they push these bundles heavily and it's a very big deal when they release a new bundle because that is a huge way of them making money the bundles range from anywhere to like 40 to 80 dollars right and i'd say the average is around that 60 65 mark so every time somebody buys those bundles that is 65 dollars going towards just a handful of skins it, it averages around like five skins it depending on the effects of the skins and we'll talk about that more you might get like player cards or charms but sometimes it, it you just get five skins right one of those skins being 
being a knife, that's a huge amount of money, right? $65 for just a handful of pixels is, is a lot. And it might be easy to question, oh, why would anybody do that? And I, I don't really want to delve into that because that's a that's a personal topic, right? If somebody has the money to spare and they want to, they should be able to. I, I, I'm not going to judge the morals of, of people buying these skins, but I do think looking into why these companies market the way they do or how they're able to kind of milk more money out of people is important, right? There's a very big divide from gaming early on in my life and how most skins were earned, right? You would play and you would earn, you would unlock for free. It, you had a large selection of skins that you could unlock just by playing the game. Games like Valorant really don't have that anymore. If you want to buy a skin for every gun in the game, it's going to cost you a, a pretty penny, right? And and there are ways of getting cheaper cosmetics. Uh, for example, battle passes. They they usually average around ten dollars, regardless of the game or genre, and it's like uh, usually a hundred tiers. And so that's a hundred items you get for Valorant. It's fifty tiers, and that I mean we can talk about that. But I think Valorant's battle passes are fair to an extent they are an easy way to spend as little money as possible and get a variety of skins the problem with that is though they are giving you lesser skins and so in valorant you have skins that have effects right so the effects range from changing the model of the gun changing the sound there are things like kill banners when you get a kill you get a little banner at the bottom uh, finishers so if you get the last kill of that round with that gun you can get a finisher of like the body being sucked into the sky all sorts of things right and these are very very neat things people love when their their gun shoots a, a color right they they want that but if you are on a budget and buying these battle passes you don't get that you're you're lucky if you get variants so like one skin can change colors and you can select which color you want they've done that a couple times but typically you you're not getting the highest quality skins possible right they save those skins for the very expensive bundles that they know people will buy and building on the effects right so if you're just buying the battle passes you don't have to really worry about these effects and so you don't have to worry about this whole aspect but you have to pay a currency to unlock the effects of the guns so let's say you just bought your fancy 50 dollars bundle you then have to shill out more of this premium currency to even unlock the effects so let's say that that gun has three effects you would have to pay 30 40 of this currency it's called radianite in order to unlock the rest of that skin um and radianite is very difficult to get right you get it mostly through battle passes a large portion of it is locked behind the paid version of the battle pass or you can convert your your valorant points like we talked about earlier that real money into this currency and so a large a large amount of the money spent on valorant actually goes towards unlocking these effects and a lot of people i think don't quite recognize how expensive that gets especially like and obviously this isn't everybody's case but especially people who are buying consistently and, and getting several let's say a month if they want to unlock all the variants all the sound effects all that the full skin they paid for they are going to have to pay even more money to do so it's not as simple as you buy the skin and you get everything that comes with that skin so i think valance approach really rubs me the wrong way i am very against how 
Valorant treats skins in their game, uh, mainly because I can play for hundreds of hours, right? I do have several hundred hours in Valorant. I have no skins to show for it. They allow you to unlock pistol skins, of which there are like five, and that's it. So the main guns you are using throughout the rounds, throughout the games, you can't earn skins for. I would have to spend money to get those skins. And I think we've dealt with that approach for a while, and I, I don't think it should stay. And building off that, I'm going to use that to transition into CSGO, who has a strange workaround for this, right? I'm, I'm not going to say it works or it doesn't, but CSGO, you can technically earn skins. And I'll discuss that because they have a very, very unique approach to their skins. So in CSGO, you have cases, right? I, I just, I'm going to start with the, the groundwork. It might get a little confusing, but trust me, it's, it's not as, it's gambling, right? I'll, I'll spoiler alert. It's gambling. Um, so they have these cases that drop when you play. It's usually about once a week, you'll, you'll get a case drop and these cases can be sold or they can be open. So if you sell the case, you are selling it to another player. There, there is a marketplace in which CSGO has all their skins and all their crates and stickers and everything is a peer-to-peer -peer market, right? So I can list that crate when it drops, and I can sell it and I can get real money for it. It is not a fake currency. If I want to sell that case and then turn around and buy a game on Steam, I can do so. And I think that's a very, very neat approach. But going back to opening the cases, it is gambling. You, you are spending $2.50 for a key, as a flat price for every case you are spending that money to open the case and there is a selection of items with chances to get that you are randomly given so usually you'll be given an item that is worthless right it, it's worth like five cents you regret spending your two dollars fifty you start thinking about oh i could have got a dollar from selling this case and it's regret but Every skin in CSGO has been opened by someone. There, there isn't a skin out there that was not purchased through this method, right? Um, there, there are other, they're not necessarily confined to these cases. They, they have other methods of opening, but it's always money being spent to open something. And so that's a very, very strange approach. There's no way to get around it. It is gambling. Uh, and you can go into the morals of that and judge on your own. I don't want to tell you how, how to think, but it's a very interesting approach, right? Instead of having these rotating markets like Valorant with these bundles that are around for a limited time, and then if they leave, you then have to hope it shows up in your rotating shop. And I think we can thank Fortnite for, for making that popular, but it is clearly working for games like Valorant and Fortnite. CSGO has has been around much longer than these two games and and they've had a very very rooted system they aren't going to change the system uh because it, it makes them money right it, it is as much if not more profitable than the approaches used by valorant and fortnite but it's such a different approach still and so building on this whole idea of opening these cases and getting these skins when you open a case and get that skin there is another random aspect to it of patterns and wears and floats like i said earlier where you can get a skin and there is a range of where that you get it in so let's say you open a case you can get a gun skin in factory new where it's nice and shiny there's no scratches on it or you can get it in battle scarred and it's just torn apart ruined and it's just it's a number it's a single number the higher the float the the higher the wear right so the more it has been worn down and so this creates a, a whole nother aspect to csgo skins where it's i i don't open a case and get the exact same skin as somebody else i open a case and i could get a much better like uh, factory new skin and 
this compounds with patterns. Think of it as like just a sheet with a bunch of different patterns on it. And the game will pick a section of the sheet, like a, like a cookie cutter almost. So it'll, it'll cookie cut out that pattern. There's a number associated with it. And then it is wrapped to the skin. And so there are rare patterns out there. There, there are skins that completely change how they look based on a rare pattern that you can get. And people will pay more for these specific patterns. And so there's, there's all sorts of nuance that, that you get, uh, that uh, don't come with Valorant. Whereas you, you buy a skin and then you have to upgrade it. CS, you open a crate and you have to hope you get a, the gun you want, right? A good skin. You have to hope you get a good wear. You have to hope you get a good pattern. And then building on that even more, you can get stat track as well, which is just a modifier that tracks your kills on that. People will pay more for a stat track variant. And so this all compounds to make very, very expensive skins in, in CS. Uh, I'm not condoning gambling because the chances of you pulling this off are very, very low. But for example, there are investors in China who are constantly opening cases in the hopes of getting the one in a billion drop of a knife that might be worth a million dollars, right? In their eyes, it is worth it to invest in that. And for many people, it's a hobby to open, right? They have the, the income for it. They're able to sit there and gamble just like if you were going to a casino, right? But in this case, they are getting skins from it. And so I think it's it's a very strange double-edged sword that CSGO has. For for one, I think the market is amazing, right? I think CSGO's market is something that no other game really can do, right? You, you don't see Fortnite, you don't see Valorant having these markets because it's such a big undertaking to build that from the ground up. CSGO was able to be introduced with that already enabled, right? Steam developed CSGO and Steam is a platform in of itself. And so they were able to integrate it seamlessly. And so even now there are millions and, and millions of items being sold right now for real money between two people and Steam is sneaky, right? They enjoy this because they get a tax from every sale. So every sale they're getting like three cents to upwards of potentially even hundreds of dollars if, if the item is expensive enough. And so obviously the, the cases alone, the keys being spent, right? The constant gambling is making them a ton of money but also the aftermarket of peer-to-peer -peer sales they make a a percentage every single sale so they they are making insane amounts of money from this system that no other game really can introduce uh the only other game that i can think of that has like a market of sorts is roblox and that's a whole different beast and, and that's a whole different episode on its own right we could talk about the market aspect of, of roblox and cs all on their own but it just covering it here now i think it's an amazing way for people to make money when you play and you get that case drop and you turn around and you sell it for a dollar you have made money by playing that game granted it's a very minor amount you can turn around sell that case for a dollar and then buy some skins for five cents that that is unheard of for a game like valorant where every skin is minimum a few dollars upwards to like 17 20 dollars right it is very very expensive the the lows in Valorant that you have to spend on skins are much higher than CSGO, but equally the highs in CSGO, the, the really expensive items, the knives, for example, the base price for a knife right now.
right now. And this changes because it is a peer-to-peer -peer market. The base price is sitting at around $100. So if you want a knife in CSGO, you have to spend $100 or you have to open one yourself. And so there, it really is give and take. If you compared making a good CSGO inventory to a good Valorant inventory, Valorant would be cheaper. But the flexibility of being able to make a good CSGO inventory with $5 compared to a single Valorant skin, it's very, very different. They are very, very different approaches. And I think both these approaches are working for these companies. They are quite literally making billions of dollars off of these skins. And they have no reason to change their approaches. It, it is working for them. It, it would be a huge undertaking for either of these games to change completely how they do things. It, it wouldn't be very welcome, especially in CSGO goes case because so many people are making money from selling these skins you, you buy a skin it goes up over time you sell it people would be furious if all of a sudden that left and a daily shop was introduced and the same with valorant people would would say hey i bought all these skins thinking they would never show up again i am now upset that anybody can buy them easily right and so i think when looking at these two approaches it, it's important to understand that they both have their negatives and looking at games that might change this is important. I fully expect the daily and rotating weekly shop approach to slowly die out over time because it isn't very user-friendly. Those games usually don't allow you to earn anything. There's a heavy incentive on buying from these daily and weekly shops. I think that's very predatory. I don't personally like that. I choose not to support games like that. And I fully expect games to kind of mix this up. And I think we're starting to see some of that especially with battle passes battle passes for a very long time have been very linear you have tier one to whatever you have a free track that usually isn't very great and a premium track where you spend ten dollars and you unlock that premium track you then have to work your way through the battle pass through playing to unlock everything and i think this in of itself is pretty predatory as well because if you purchase that let's say you purchase it you're busy right you're a college student or something you aren't able to finish that battle pass you have then wasted your money right when that battle pass leaves you have been robbed you got to tier 36 out of 100 that's all you're getting you you don't get the rest of the items even though you paid the same amount as somebody who did get all those items and so i think we're starting to see games consider different approaches to this for example rainbow six siege still has the one to 100 but it's not linear you have different paths you can take based on the skins you want so let's say you are only able to get to tier 50 out of 100 at the very least you can pick the skins you want and be happy with what you get based on that. You, you aren't stuck with the skins from 1 to 50, whether you like them or not. You can be happy knowing you picked some that you at least enjoy. Other games, and, and this is what I'm personally excited for, other games are starting to allow battle passes to transcend the season, right? So if you buy that battle pass during that season, they are not going to take it from you. You can then keep that battle pass, keep earning those cosmetics because you paid for that and you deserve that i personally have a lot of hope for that approach to catch on i think it is highway robbery to pay for a, a battle pass and then have it disappear because you weren't able to play enough in those two months 
Uh, and that those are just two examples of different approaches, specifically the battle passes. There, there are plenty of games out there trying to mix it up because it has been a pretty stagnant and stale ecosystem, right? The skin business has, hasn't really changed much compared to how much it's changed in the last 10 years. It, it stalemated, right? It, it found something that worked and these companies are now just sticking with it. And I think it really needs someone to come in and shake it up and show that customers can still be satisfied and not feel ripped off or pressured to purchase skins and it can be this enjoyable thing again that i remember it being when when i started playing games i certainly miss the experiences of earning skins through playing and i would love to see a big name company introduce this again while also trying to mix it up with purchases and and not really scaring the players into purchasing and so obviously valorant and cs probably won't change their approaches but maybe you can look at other games that will and i i really employ you to support these games right if you find a game that it feels like it isn't being predatory don't be afraid to give them your money and support them because that is how change is made in this industry obviously when you are turning pixels into billions of dollars it is hard to change it but i think if you support what you support you can definitely make a difference